welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. My name is Amberly, and I'm so pleased to have you with me today. Today's guest has been a practicing witch of several mixed traditions for nearly 30 years. She's an author, a teacher, and a podcaster. She also owns her own shop called Milk and Honey. Please welcome the multi-talented Phoenix Lefay. Hi, Phoenix. Hi. <laughs> Mercury's still a little bit shadowing on me. <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel it too. <laughs> It's been a rough one. Yes. <laughs> okay. So why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm Phoenix LeFay. I live in Northern California, about an hour north of San Francisco. Uh, I've been here most of my life, so I'm a West Coast girl for sure. Uh, my practice is really eclectic. I had the really wonderful fortunate opportunity to get involved in the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft when I was a teenager because they're very vibrant in this part of the world and very accessible. Uh, and that's been a huge influence on how I look at the world and how I practice witchcraft and my whole approach to everything, really. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My parents actually were in Northern California. Oh, um, they lived in Reading for oh yeah or no north of Reading in uh, Lewiston for okay. like eight or ten years. It's so nice. beautiful up there. Yeah, I love Northern California. Um, nice. They left because of all the fires, though. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a new thing. Don't like yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one fun thing that I like to do with my guests is ask them what they are drinking. Yes. Seeing anything exciting today? It's not really exciting. I'm drinking a LaCroix, an apricot flavored LaCroix. I have to drink bubble water because I I don't know why, because I'm bougie. I'm a snob. I don't know. But I can't <laughs> drink regular water. I just can't get it down. So bubble water keeps me hydrated. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not know they made apricot flavor, and now I'm going to have to find that immediately. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Uh, <laughs> right. You're right today. <laughs> we get off and out. Uh, are you reading anything great? It can be witchy or non-witchy. I So I, I'm always reading multiple things. I am listening to, uh, what is it called? It's a, a year one, the, the trilogy by Nora Roberts. So I'm listening Ooh. to that because I love fantasy. I am reading the Witcher series. Oh, okay. And I'm also reading Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Hewson because I do, um, I have a Patreon and we do a book club every month and that's the book for this month. So nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I do a book club with my Patreon too. Nice. <laughs> Currently we're reading uh, Witches, Druids, and Sin Eaters by John G. Hughes. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Do you have a favorite metaphysical or occult book? That's a really hard question. It's a really hard question. <laughs> there, I don't think that I have a favorite. That, that, and I also feel sort of guilty because I'm friends with a lot of people who write occult books. So it's like, who would I pick? Um, but the book that I, I return to over and over again as a resource is Anne Mora's uh, Green Witchcraft. Great. I just use that book so much as a reference. So I don't even, I don't even say it's a favorite. It's just a valuable resource. That's great. That's a yeah. perfect answer. Perfect yeah. answer. I love a good resource. Yeah. So this one's going to be hard too. And if you don't want to answer it, that's okay. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite? Well, we can just say author period. It could be mm. fiction or nonfiction. 
Well, let's see. So for authors like that have had an influence on witchcraft, Dorian Valiente is probably the person that I would pull out. I feel like in the early days of what modern witchcraft has turned into and Wicca and all of that, like she was dabbling. She had her fingers in a lot of pies and a lot of the liturgy and, you know, the charge of the goddess, like all of these things Doreen Valiente was a part of. So I feel like she's probably my favorite witchy author. Mm -hmm. General writing, Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen King. I love Stephen King. When I was in seventh grade, I read my first Stephen King book and I decided I wanted to be Stephen King. (laughs) Oh, It's a tall order. I know. <laughs> I haven't got there yet, but there's still time. Well, good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Manifest that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite mundane book series? Like, I mean, if it's Stephen King, is it like the Dark Tower series? Or- I mean, the Dark Tower series is iconic and it's had like such a huge impact on me as a human, you know, like beyond witchcraft, like it totally has because I'm just so cheesy and I can't help it, the um, Sarah Mass series, and now I can't even remember what it's called, uh, obsessed with that series, loved everything that Sarah Mass writes, actually, I love. So that's a hard one for me, too, because I do love, I do love a series. Like, if I know that someone's got three to seven books, I'm much more into it than a single yeah, right. book. <laughs> I need it to last. Yes. Yeah. The longer, the better. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm actually re-listening to a series by Brent Weeks. And now that I want to say what it is, I don't remember what it is either. Of course. (laughs) The Night Angel trilogy. Okay. And he just came out with a new book for it. So it's like not a trilogy anymore. So I finished the trilogy again and now I'm listening to the new one. It's very good. That's exciting. It's about an assassin and there's magic and you know yeah love fun. it all I love yep. all of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit and I want to talk about the books that you have written sure so your current book is uh the witch's guide to creating and performing rituals that actually work yes which I love Thanks. it's a really wonderful book Thank you. Um, I love how accessible it is. And, you know, even for the seasoned witch who does ritual all the time, it's very helpful to kind of give you give an outline of how to build your mm. ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really love that about it. And I also love and I you said something like this in both this book and um, witches, heretics and warrior women. Mm hmm say the words or do the things, even if you feel silly. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes it does just feel silly. It does. But you have to do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So now that I, I said all those things, <laughs> of all the books that you've written, mm. which did you enjoy writing the most? I think I'd have to say witches, heretics, and warrior women. I enjoyed writing the most because it was like, it was a book that came out of inspiration. It was, you know, like in the shower one day, this inspiration about witchcraft being heretical and this whole like download. And then, you know, there's nine magical women, Mm -hmm. all of them historical except one who's mythological, but 
learning about them, reading about their history, you know, researching all of these badass mm-hmm. people who legitimately changed the worlds that they lived in was so inspiring and awesome. And uh, it, it, it was so, it was a joy to write. Yeah. It, it was yeah. a joy to read too. I love it. I, I have all the little tabs and everything, <laughs> Nice, all kinds of stuff uh, <laughs> highlighted. And <laughs> I love, I love that book. Um, I read it with the Holy wild and oh, yeah. women who run with wolves. That was my, my three things I was reading at the same time. And it was nice. a perfect combination. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love this book. And I read it a lot. I come back to it a lot. That's lovely. Um, yeah. Do you have one that was th- maybe kind of a problem child or hard to write? <laughs> or I'm, I, so my partner and I wrote a book together, Life Ritualized. So Guian Raven and myself wrote that book together. And uh, we have very different ways of writing. <laughs> and I, I'm like chaos. Like I need music playing and the TV on and like five tabs open. Like I need, I need my little hamster brain to be distracted mm-hmm. by all the distractions. So my like spirit brain can write out of my fingertips, you know? Right. <laughs> and he is like, he needs austerity and quiet and the house needs to be cleaned. And like, you can't hear the dog's nails clicking on the floor with, you know, like <laughs> he needs just such a perfect environment. So that book was not a challenge to write. Like the writing part of it was joyous, but the collaborating was, it it was a challenge. It was the only book that I've ever collaborated with another writer on. Mm -hmm. And he's my partner and we live together and we have very different creative processes. So that was interesting. Uh, You know, we keep talking about whether we're going to write another book together and, and, and we might like, you know, but this idea was something that sprouted from both of us. And so it was exciting, but it was also hard to work with someone so different. Yeah. Well, and you guys also have a a podcast together, correct? We do. Yeah. The Witches Next Door. So how does that work when you guys come up with your your episodes? (laughs) And I will be, I'll be honest, I have not listened until today. So no, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. What's funny is I don't have anything to do with the topics. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will literally sit down in the office to record and Guyan will tell me as we're talking, as we're airing, what we're talking about. Oh. So it's okay. almost like a game of Stump Phoenix. Like what topic can I bring up that she won't have a rant or a rave about? And oh. so far, he hasn't stumped me. <laughs> well done. Well done. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that you guys have a podcast together. Yeah, it's I'm trying to get my husband to to do that with me. He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he has no desire, and that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the motivation behind your most recent book, the the Rituals book? Yeah, you know, I was really thinking about because I've written so many books now. I'm like, okay, well, what's next? You know, and I just decided, I, what was what I needed when I was 17? What was the book that would have helped me? And it was, it was about crafting rituals because every book's got rituals in them. Even books I've written, mm-hmm. I, I've written out rituals, you know, mm-hmm. but it's one thing to read and perform someone else's written ritual mm-hmm. and then creating your own. And because I own a shop and because I teach a lot, I, I get, come across a lot of newbies, a lot of mm-hmm. folks who just 
are very green and fresh and don't want to fuck things up or do something wrong. And, and I appreciate that, but I'm also like, no, do it wrong. Like there is no wrong, you know, practice experience because ultimately we can read and we can chat online and we can have conversation, but until we are experiencing ritual, until we are actually putting ourselves into ritual places and having experiential experiences. <laughs> We're not really learning <laughs> the full scope of witchcraft. It is a right. doing. It's not a, it's not a reading, it's a doing. And so, you know, I remember at 17 reading books out of the witch's Bible and not really getting it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I would read the thing and move the athame and da, 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 but it, it, it was almost like dry or, detached from my spirit and then when I went to an actual ritual with other witches and we Mm -hmm. sang and we danced and we called the corners I was like oh like now I get it now I feel Mm -hmm. that vibe now I feel the energy of ritual and it just changes you so I I wanted to maybe give a, a peek at what it could be like and help people who are desiring that yeah, I love that. And I do get um, a lot of questions about how rituals work and yeah. and how to perform ritual. And, you know, I've never until recently really done ritual with more than a couple people. And this was just a great resource. And it has, you know, a lot of the basic stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, days of the week, phases of the moon, but it yeah. also builds on what you would find in like a basic, basic book, which I right. love. Yeah. Do you have anything else coming up in the works? Are you working on any new books or anything like that? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Since I can't even remember, maybe 2017, I've had back-to-back-to-back projects. And so my editor was actually like, I think you should take a year off. And at first I was like, take a break. Like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But it's actually been really lovely because this is the first time, you know, the Witch's Guide to Ritual just came out in April. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've had a book come out where I'm not already writing another book. So I have like space to connect in and promote this book and talk That's about great. this book and, you know, yeah. do things around it and not already be immersed in something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that was really nice of your your editor to give you some time off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of do, 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 more, more, right, more. Right, right. <laughs> um, so if you would like to discuss, do you want to tell us, I mean, we, you, you told us a little bit about your practice at the beginning, but do you want to go more into it? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> when I feel like I've told this story so many times, like, oh, everyone's heard this story. Um, when I was a teenager, I was not raised religious. So it's, in my childhood, there, we, we didn't go to church. I, you know, my, my mom was kind of a, I don't know, new agey. Like if we didn't feel mm-hmm. good, she would tell us to white light it, you know, like, oh, white light your sore throat, you know? So mm-hmm. she wasn't very, she, we didn't go to church. I didn't really have a relationship with God. And then um, about 15, I went through some hard stuff like teenagers do. And I thought, well, maybe if I had religion, this wouldn't be so hard. Like if, if there was a God I could hand this to or ask to hold me or, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. I started exploring religion and I went to the Catholic church across the street and I loved all the holy water and the bending and the chanting and the incense. But then the priest would get up there and start talking. And then I was like, okay, this is not it. Um, 
I, I read books on Buddhism, on Islam, on all of the isms I could get my hands on. <laughs> and this was in the mid 90s. So there was a little like boost in witchcraft at that time. You know, the, the publishing industry was putting out a ton of books. A lot of the books that we might think of as classics came out at that time. Uh, and I found a book on witchcraft at a shop and picked it up and started reading it. And it talked about the goddess and nature and all of these things that already felt like my truth. Someone had put in like organized thought and, mm -hmm. you know, given names to the things that I had already believed. And so that was it. I started reading every book I could get my hands on. I roped in some of my high school friends to do rituals with me. Nice. <laughs> I went to my first public ritual two years later at 17. And then that was kind of it. Like I was, I'm very shy. I'm actually quite introverted. And, and it was a lot harder when I was in my teens and twenties, I was just so painfully shy. And so reclaiming, you know, there is a lot of singing and dancing and being mm -hmm. being seen and so I would go to public ritual and I would enjoy that but I was way too shy to get involved in the community so I just kept my little solitary practice I had a small little group that we regularly did ritual together and it wasn't until my 30s that I got involved with bigger community just because mm -hmm. I was so so scared <laughs> well what made you start writing I've always written, you know, like, like I said, I wanted to be Stephen King when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I've always written. Uh, and I worked for Lucky Mojo for a while, which is a hoodoo shop that's local to where I live. And Catherine Ironwood, actually, who owns that shop, publishes books. Mm -hmm. And she knew that I had experience writing. I wrote blogs for Patheos for a long time. And um, so she asked if I would be interested in writing one of the books that she published and she had a very specific format. Like it has to be this many words on each page and, you know, all, mm -hmm. all very, very strict format. And so I did it. Cause I was like, heck yeah, that's a great opportunity. I'm going to take you up on that. Mm -hmm. And I ended up writing two books for her. One about hoodoo shrines and one about money magic. Um, mm -hmm. Cash box conjures the money magic book. Uh, and so then I was like, Ooh, I like this. Like I like writing magic Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily like the restriction of, right. of her process, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was at PantheaCon, which what used to be a big pagan conference in San Jose, California. And Llewellyn was there, who's a big witchy publisher, and they were having a pitch session. So okay. you could go in and talk to their editor and suggest your idea. And so I took a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I, I was hanging out with a couple of friends and they were, you know, pumping me up. And I went into the pitch session and I pitched What is Remembered Lives, which is a book about working with deities and the Fae and your ancestors. And Bill, who I didn't know, was like the big boss. I just thought I was talking to an editor, not the boss of the editors. I talked to Bill and he was like, great, how quickly can you do it? And that was it. I've 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 been just writing witchy books ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. So for the listeners, Llewellyn goes to a lot of places. Yes. Uh, and does uh, you, you get five minutes. Yep. You got to have your pitch ready, and that's how you can get published. I mean, yeah. I actually was at a Sacred Space conference recently, and uh, spoke with one of the publishers. And they talked about the pitch session and everything, and I didn't pitch, but I'm going to pitch next year. Yay, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, and a lot of the, the authors that I spoke to had pitched yeah. that way, and that's how yeah. they 
got their start. And I think that's great that they do that. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. And big, like, you know, mainstream publishers do things like that if you go to writing conventions and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's still like my little secret goal is I have I've written a, a novel, I have another novel that is being worked out. Uh, I, I've never sent them off to a traditional publisher. I don't have an agent or anything like that. It's like a little, mm-hmm. it's still this little fantasy that I'm not quite ready to bring to reality, you know, but a pitch yeah. session is a great way to, to just overcome an obstacle and get yourself mm-hmm. ready, you know? Yeah. 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 That's great. That's, I love hearing that, uh, that the big, the big writers do that. <laughs> um, since you're such an introvert, I'm, I'm guessing you probably prefer solitary work or do you like to work in a group? I like both, to be honest. I like both. Okay. There, there are pros and cons of, of all the things, you know, with the solitary work, you can really just focus on you and what you need and your own individual mm-hmm. desire, but group work gives you more opportunity, you know, and I know that's hard. I know there's a p- people in a lot of places who don't have access to mm-hmm. more people. You know, I know that that's hard, but the more opportunity you have to work with other people, like th- then when you have an experience, you can bounce that experience off the other people in your group and be like, okay, mm-hmm. did we all have this experience? Like what, what do we do with it? What does it mean? How do we process this? Right. You know, and I, and I also really love big events and that's, that's kind of Shocking to hear myself admit that. <laughs> but there's something about a big event or a, like a conference or a big ritual where you can have anonymity. You can show up and just be in the dark corner and not necessarily have to be in the center stage and right. have a really beautiful, powerful experience with hundreds of people. Uh, you know, but I'm one of those people who often gets put in leadership, even if I'm not seeking it out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I often like, I'll start like a little group thinking we'll, we'll share leadership. And then a year later, I'm like, why am I running this? Yeah. That <laughs> happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a special kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite question to ask. If you could meet any witch in the present or in history, who would you like to meet? Hmm. Probably Dorian Valiente, you know, like I've been to a lot of conferences and I've met like big name pagans and I'm not like a, I'm not like a starstruck person. Like I, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm not like, I don't tend to fangirl on people. Um, cause that's just like, we're all still just human. Right. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, as I said, like Dorian Valiente had her, her fingers in so many pies and mm-hmm. really, you know, and, and as a woman at that time where we, we, so many male names are who we consider the founders of a lot of modern practices. And that Mm -hmm. irritates the shit out of me because, you know, they were all working with women, you know, and she's one of the names that stand out that's, that's stuck around that has survived and that we remember, you know, And and she's got a prolific amount of books that she's written. And, you know, I think that's who I would like to meet. I would probably... I would probably fangirl over her. Good answer. Good yeah. Answer. <laughs> uh, I totally fangirled over uh, Laura Tempest Sackroff when I was, oh, nice. <laughs> when I was at the Sacred Space Conference because she's just so witchy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, is that her? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 
she's a good human. I love and good humans. And she's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so silly. Uh, <laughs> do you have a daily practice that you would like to share? Oh, so now you're calling me out. Um, so my current daily practice has kind of fallen apart. And I think that that's, I mean, I know that that's normal, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. in this place of, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost right now, to be honest. Like I'm just, you know, the, one of the things I've been, I've been doing a lot of work around business and manifestation and money magic and all of this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And one of the things that comes up over and over again around manifestation work is what do you want? Like you can't manifest it if you don't know what you want. And I've been really realizing right now, I'm not really sure what I want. So I've been spending a lot of time journaling. Like that's definitely part of a daily practice journaling. I, um, I have an app on my phone that gives me little reminders throughout the day to like breathe or Mm -hmm. stretch or, you know, whatever, like close your eyes for 15 seconds So I'm doing little things like that because I am kind of rehauling what I want and who I am and what I'm Mm -hmm. focused on, you know. Uh, I also listen to the Chani app every Sunday, which is an astrology app, and I get a reading for the week. So every Sunday I sit down with my calendar and I look at the week ahead and I listen to the astrology for the week and I sort of look at, okay, what are my commitments? What days am I going to be stressed? What days do I need to make sure I take a, a a bath or extra space or drink extra coffee or whatever it is? Yeah. And so it's not daily, it's more weekly, but that's become such a huge, important part of my week. And what is that app called? Chani. So it's a C-H-A-N-I. It's the Chani Nicholas is the name of the woman who's the astrologer. Uh, and you, there's a free version and there's a paid version. You know, you get an individual reading with your paid version and mm-hmm. you get the, the generic reading, but it's great. I really love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll put that on my show notes. Yeah. Um, I always like a new resource. Absolutely. Um, so now, do you prefer tarot or oracle or either? Ooh, I, <sighs> so I feel like when I need a, answer like when I want clarity I go to the tarot when I need more of an opening or a a spiritual um, perspective Mm -hmm. I go to an oracle okay yeah okay do you have a favorite deck my favorite tarot deck is the druid craft tarot deck Uh, it's very druidy you know very based Mm -hmm. in welsh mythology i dig all that stuff and i love the artwork will worthington is the artist and he's done artwork for a lot of decks i love his artwork so that's why i got drawn to that deck for oracle decks though the goddess oracle deck is my favorite i've been reading it since i was a teenager i read i do a reading on the first of every month i do a reading at the beginning of the year with that deck and and i'm so into goddesses and deity and working with those mm-hmm. energies so i really love that deck because of the the wide variety of goddesses from different cultures and different energetics i love it i love it and plus there's ritual suggestions and poetry and it just ticks all my boxes that's awesome that's yeah. great do you have so is there any particular deity that you work with or <laughs> I'm kind of slutty when it comes to the gods. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh so <laughs> I have what I call like my A team, like the uh-huh. first string. 
and there are five of them. <laughs> and I, I have altars to them in my home. I give them offerings on a daily basis. They are not from the same pantheon. Like I said, I'm slutty when it comes to the gods, but those okay. gods are Brigid, Thor, <laughs> Dionysus, Baba Yaga, and Morgan Le Fay. So very different. Those are, that's a, that's a hefty. It is. Yeah. Um, I saw this really funny thing recently um, about Dionysus and how, you know, they're not like the, the perfect view of a man with like the muscles and everything that they're kind of, you know, fluffy because they're like a good cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're really great to party with, you know? Yeah. And somebody posted a picture of Jack Black and said, so basically he's this, right? Oh, I could see that. <laughs> so now every time I see Jack Black, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, what's funny is I, when I started out working with deity, I was all about the goddesses. I didn't mm. want to work with male deity. I was not interested in male deity. And then, I started doing ancestry work and Thor shows up and I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't want to work with male deity. And you're like the malest of males showing right. up. Like, no, I'm not about it. And, but it just, it, he just stuck around and I finally had let him in. <laughs> and then there we go. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. I don't really work with male deity a lot. Yeah. Bridget is my, she's my go-to gal. Nice. Yeah. yeah. She's, She's the first. I have yeah. uh, I have tattoos for all my gods, but she was the first. My the tattoo artist that I see regularly is also a witch. So we did a whole okay. ritual and we blessed the ink for. I have a little Bridget's cross on my wrist and wonderful. We did a whole dedication ritual to Bridget, and then she tattooed me in sacred space, and it was it was beautiful. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I need a, I need a tattoo artist like that. Yeah, come to California. <laughs> So we're at the point uh, where I like to ask my um, guests to share a spell or a ritual or recipe uh, with li the listeners. Do you have yeah. something you'd like to share? I do. I love a good candle spell. My oh. favorite spells to do are candle spells. So I have, uh, actually right now, I have a glass encased candle. I've been doing this spell since the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> Oh. I, I don't have the sigil in front of me, but it's not a hard sigil to find. It's actually one of Tempest's sigils. Okay. It's for strong immune systems. Oh, nice. So I started burning this at the beginning of 2020. I have all my family's names written on the glass. It's a white candle for healing. And I draw Tempest sigil on the glass with all of our names. I do a little sprinkle of peppermint around the top of the glass. I do, you could do a lot of different essential oils, but I like eucalyptus because it really makes me feel like I can breathe mm -hmm. and it, you know, it opens up your airwaves. So I just do like three drops of eucalyptus essential oil. A little goes a long way. You don't want to put too much oil on the top of your candles or it'll like either all catch on fire and you'll have something very dangerous mm -hmm. <laughs> or it'll drown your wick and then you'll think, oh no, my spell, I've ruined it. And you know, you just drowned your wicks. Not, not too much oil. A little goes a long way. And then, you know, Bridget, I, uh, I, because she's the goddess of health and healing, I, I mm -hmm. call upon her. I ask for her to wrap my beloveds in her cloak and keep us safe. And I, I've just had this constant candle vigil going 
since 2020. Yeah, so it's pretty simple. Candle spell for health and strong immune systems. That's a great one. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. and thanks to Tempest for creating the sigil. Yeah, she makes (laughs) the most beautiful sigils. She does. (laughs) Would you like to do a card pull today? Yeah, let's do it. Got my little, my Druid craft deck here. It's, uh, I'm kind of in that place with my deck where it's a bit worn and a little soggy. And I'm like, (laughs) is it time to get a new? That's such a hard hard question. (laughs) I know. Like part of me is like, well, but I'm a Taurus. So I get attached to things. And Mm -hmm. I'm a Taurus too. Oh, hey. (laughs) I've pulled the princess of cups. Ooh. Oh, that's a beautiful card. Yeah, right? I love this artist. Wow. Yeah, the Princess of Cups. The way I look at this card is like those early vibes of intuition. Like what it's not the the loud intuition like don't do that. It's that whisper of intuition where maybe you're not even sure. It's your intuitive voice. Mm-hmm. So I always look at this card as like a, it's time to start opening to your intuitive self. It's time to start listening for that whisper. There's a message there that we need. Allow it to come through okay. more clearly. That's a great interpretation. I love it. I love Thanks. it. Very cool. Um, and that deck is so beautiful. I'm going to have to link it on my show. Yeah, definitely. Well. It's, I really love the artwork. Do you have any final thoughts uh, that you'd like to share? Any Anything, any upcoming events or anything like that you'd like to talk about? Yeah. Give us our, your website, your, you know, all the things. <laughs> sure. So I'm Phoenix LeFay. It's L-E-F-A-E. I know that can be tricky. Uh, but that's my handle on all the social medias. That's my website address, phoenixlefay.com. Uh, I teach a lot. So, and I've been doing everything on Zoom for the last few years, but I'm slowly starting to do more things in person. So I'm kind of going back and forth because now I've got people not local who are like, don't stop teaching online. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So if, you know, if folks are interested in classes or workshops or anything like that, definitely check out my website, phoenixlefay.com. All of that will be there. Uh, I am attending Mystic South, which is in Atlanta. Um, in when is it? July, July, yeah. <laughs> July. Um, and I'm doing a couple of workshops, and then my partner Gwen and I are doing a Dionysus ritual. Ooh. So that's going to be super fun. Um, and I just found out I will be doing a few workshops at Temple Fest, which is in September, in Massachusetts. Ooh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I'm trying to organize a little side trip to Salem since I'm going to be in Massachusetts and I live oh, so yeah. far away. I might as well make it worth my while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all officially scheduled right now. Um, it's been a very busy beginning of the year. Oh, actually, that's not true. I'll be at INATS, which is the, I'll try to remember the what the all the letters mean, the International New Age trade show. Ah, I did it. <laughs> it's well in Denver in June, middle of June, and it's um it's a big buying show for like metaphysical shops. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm going for my store to like check out cool new product, but the Llewellyn will be there and I'm going to do a book signing at the Llewellyn booth while I'm there. So there's oh, lots cool. of opportunities to go as like an individual and check out cool new age products and meet authors and things like that. And if you run a metaphysical shop, it's an opportunity to do a buying trip. 
So it's awesome. it'll be it'll be fun to go shopping and then to do some author stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it'll be um, fun. I was gonna go to Mystic South. Yeah, but uh, I I do so many trips a year. Right. And my husband has to stay home with the dogs and the kids. Yeah. yeah. I, I just kind of feel like I should probably not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. It's the thing. I know my daughter's 21 now, so she can stay home with the dogs. <laughs> and I oh, know that nice. I, I have like a really, someone I trust to take uh-huh. care of the fur babies. <laughs> yeah. My kids are just at that age where everything is happening. Like they have lacrosse and theater. And, oh yeah. You know, it's like a never ending thing. Yep. All day, yep. every day. Yep. So I feel like I should let him go somewhere in July instead of me going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice of you. Yeah, I try. <laughs> it makes him more apt to let me go the next time. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. I know that uh, your time is very valuable and I appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with me. It was lovely. Thanks for having me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon that can be found at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you.